ladies, gentlemen, anyone who has a dad who wants to get him something for Father's Day, our spotlight sponsor right now is um, Grip6. They make tremendous socks. And I know it doesn't sound so great to get dad a pair of socks, but I mean, you've probably done it before, just really crappy socks. These are really, really good socks. Um, I know they sound as bad as, you know, a flashlight or a tie. But when you see these socks and when your dad wears them, they're wool socks. And I didn't know wool could actually not be boiling hot. I'm wearing them up here in the ranch. Um, They're really great. They never lose their shape. Uh, They're knitted on special machines that make them thinner than traditional wool socks. And they're made from fine micron wool, which means they don't itch at all. They're really comfortable and have a lifetime guarantee. Grip6 sources all of the wool from the Rocky Mountain states here in America, knits them here in America. It doesn't get more American than that. This year, get dad the best socks he's ever had. Grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. Check out their Father's Day special from June 1st through the 15th. 25% off site-wide. America, what a program for you today. We are going to talk to the CEO of the pro-life clinic that was just bombed in New York. We're going to talk to him in just about 30 minutes. We have Alan Dershowitz uh, joining us at the top of our two. He's going to be talking a little bit about January 6th. And we're going to talk to you here a little bit about rhetoric. We're going to talk to you a little bit about what happened uh, last night and in the in the last few weeks with Chuck Schumer and other Democrats, they refuse to prosecute people or hold them accountable for stalking or threatening people. And then when it happens, as you will hear the uh, pro-life clinic up in New York, uh, then what happens is, gosh, they don't prosecute anybody. The in 60 seconds. All right. Well, let me tell you about the GenuCell summer clearance sale. There's only one week left on the sale. Don't wait around for it. Right now, over 60% off of GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com. Right now, you can get the GenuCell dark spot corrector to visibly reduce those pesky dark sunspots for free. GenuCell has been family-owned and operated since day one, and they just have a great company, and the results are real. Millions of Americans are in love with GenuCell, 
and they guarantee their results or your money back. So there's no risk. You can sign up for GenuSales Best in Class Rewards Program at checkout and get an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary gift set as well. Um, people love GenuSale. Uh, so many people in the audience have told us about their great results. You can get those results or your money back and you can sign up for that rewards program right now. Go to GenuSale.com slash Beck and enter Beck at checkout for extra summer savings. Right now, every most popular package includes GenuSale's immediate effects as well for results in as little as 12 hours. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. So we have Nicholas John Rosk. He is the man that was arrested yesterday uh, about one o'clock in the morning in front of or in the neighborhood of uh, Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh is our Supreme Court justice, uh, highly controversial. You know, he uh, apparently had drinking parties when he was in high school. I know. Shocking. That never happens. I, I, I don't even know what to do with that information. But it all came out. Now he's super, super controversial, uh, unlike, you know, anybody on the left ever is. Uh, and uh, so... This guy shows up in his neighborhood. He shows up with a Glock. He uh, shows up with um, uh, shoes that he put special padding on so he could creep around. Uh, he he had in his backpack zip ties and duct tape, so he apparently could hold somebody hostage. And he had plans to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Now, what's interesting about this is... Um, he called the police himself. So there was not, you know, yesterday when this story broke, we were kind of feeling like, uh, oh, gee, look what they've done. They've, uh, they, they actually were staking out the house and they caught this guy and there was a tip. No, there wasn't a tip. He called the police himself and said, I'm having suicidal thoughts. He planned on going in and killing Kavanaugh and himself. And then later... I don't know, chickened out, had no real intention of doing it, was just trying to scare Kavanaugh. I'm not sure. But now, of course, they're going to look at him and say, well, mental health disorder. And this was just a crackpot. Yeah, well, aren't isn't anyone who tries to assassinate someone a crackpot? So he was going to uh, kill the justice uh, because he said he will not only overturn Roe versus Wade, but he will also loosen gun control laws. So this is a guy who is against gun control laws, um, or and I'm sorry, in favor of gun control laws that went out and bought himself a Glock. I'm not sure this guy planned on killing himself or killing the Supreme Court justice at all. I think he just wanted to make a statement. Now, he faces a maximum of 20 years in prison if convicted. Now, this is for the charge of attempted murder of a Supreme Court justice. A maximum of 20 years. The reason why I point this out is because some of the people that were involved in January 6th, several of them are facing 20 years in prison. And... They weren't threatening to kill anyone. Yes, they broke into the Capitol, but boy, do we have some information on 
what was ignored for days before January 6th. This is something that the left absolutely wanted to happen. They wanted it. Now, the pro-abortion activist group Ruth sent us. Uh, these are the people that uh, apparently have been, you know, bombing pro-life clinics. One up in uh, Buffalo that we're going to talk to the CEO of of that site. There's two uh, coming groups. up in about 15 minutes. Just Glenn, there's two groups there just to make sure we don't get it. Ruth was here as the one that was protesting. I believe it was uh, Jane's Revenge, which was doing the actual fire oh, bombing. Yeah, right. A lot to keep track of here, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Ruth sent us. Uh, they're another group, and they sent a special special message uh, to uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh's wife and daughters. So this is right after the assassin, the would-be assassin, is there in front of his house. And do you know what they had the balls to say? We offer our thoughts and prayers to Brett and Ashley Kavanaugh. After a California man arrived in a taxi near their home, armed with a gun and a knife, and then called the police on himself to confess his murderous rage against the abusive alcoholic justice, we didn't send him. You have the balls to say your thoughts and prayers? You guys are just evil. Evil. If this would have happened to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, do you know a single a single person that would seriously say to you, Stu, oh, man, oh, this is something to be really funny about. What we should do is we should say thoughts and prayers, but not mean it at all. Just let's make another political point without condemning the person that was trying to do it. Do you no, know anybody? No, I don't know anybody. In your personal life. I, that would do that. And I think, you know, there's a... There's an easy way to look at this is because I feel that way right now. It's not out of the question that some crazy person would go after a justice on the left because of their uh, problems with justices on the left. And we should be protecting them, whether they are on the left or the right. There's a bipartisan bill right now that yeah. is easy to, to to pass that would protect these people and give them the protection they need. And Nancy Pelosi won't won't pass it. So, yeah. So why is that? Do you suppose? Once again, look at the pattern of the Democrats. They won't put together a budget to protect our Supreme Court justices. How despicable is that? So they won't do that. I mean, we'll rush 60 billion dollars over to Ukraine. But for our own Supreme Court justices, both liberal and conservative, they won't spend a dime on it. Why? Why is that? This is the same. Well, let me go to let me go to some audio here. Let me go to uh, uh, let's start with uh, cut 11 Chuck Schumer. If protests are peaceful, yes, my house is there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the uh, the American way to peacefully protest is OK. And I've been that's my wife. Sorry. What a great moment. Yeah, maybe there's a protest outside. Really? That's that's okay with you. Because it's not okay with me. It's not okay with most Americans that you're sending people to houses to intimidate. That's not cool. That's not the way we do it. We do not go protest at people's homes. 
don't rewrite history. But see, he doesn't have a problem with this. They don't have a problem. None of the Democrats have a problem. They have never. When they went to people's houses and threatened them, they never go against any of these guys. In fact, they usually end up bailing them out. Here he is, a flashback from 2020. Listen to what uh, Schumer says to the Supreme Court. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Mm. Hmm. What exactly does that mean? Now, I am not somebody who believes that rhetoric alone is enough. You can say that he did follow that up. If I'm not mistaken, that may be the clip where he follows it up and he says, you will not know what hits you when it comes to Election Day. Well, I don't understand what that even means, because the Supreme Court justice, they're never up for reelection. So what does that mean exactly? It might be just a cover, but I don't believe in just the person being saying things like we're targeting this district or you're not going to know what hits you because we're coming after you on Election Day. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. It's true. There's nothing is wrong the with that. Actions but, yeah. mm-hmm. that come after or before when you refuse to condemn somebody uh, from doing setting a city on fire, when you refuse to condemn somebody who is threatening someone's life or scaring their children at home or burning down an abortion clinic and you won't score rhetoric and your actions are causing real danger. Maybe that's just me. Now, I want to take one more thing. Um, Biden said something, and again, match the action with the rhetoric. If you look at what Biden said yesterday while he was on Jimmy Kimmel, I think he said something really, really dangerous, and he means it, and it's encouraging it. Cut 21. It's clear that if, in fact, the decision comes down the way it does and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. They're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on if some, if you if they overrule where we wait in the state, California won't do it. But other states say that you cannot do the following. And so it's a law. You can't cross the border. You can't all, all the things that some states have. And you got to make sure that you vote. You got to vote. Let people know exactly what the devil you think. Yeah, you should let the devil. Oh, no, I think the devil actually knows what you're thinking. He went on to say that he is considering an executive order to protect abortion rights in all states if they pass this. So wait a minute. It goes from nine. What do they used to always say? Nine white. White man. That doesn't seem just or equitable. More in just a second. 
Our sponsor... Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains in your life, particularly if you are really living with bad pain, that you've really lost many things uh, that you've loved to do, it might sound crazy, but uh, I might have a solution for you. It's Relief Factor. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, and that's the major source of most pain. It has four key ingredients that work together with your body to attack uh, inflammation in our body from four different directions. Relief Factor. I take it every day, and it has made an enormous impact on my life. I feel, well, I did. I got my life back. Three-week quick start developed for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them have gone on to order more. That says, I think, everything you need to know. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Uh, Sarah, am I breaking up? So we are looking at just an amazing day yesterday to watch all of this happen with a Supreme Court justice who is sitting here trying to to uphold the Constitution. You know, it's, this is one of our institutions that's held for a very long time. This should not be a difficult thing for this country to achieve, to keep our Supreme Court justices safe. And we know the Democrats are blocking the bill that would help do that. Nancy Pelosi in the House, even though it was it was passed unanimously in the Senate, by the way, this is not like a controversial bill, but she's holding it up for whatever reason in the House. And, you know, the man had an attempted murder charge filed against him yesterday. This is a big story. Would you know that, though, by looking at the media? I'm going to give you a quick highlight. This is the New York Times yesterday. The day a man was charged with attempted murder against Brett Kavanaugh. Top of, the, top of their site. As survivors demand action, House passes a gun bill doomed in the Senate. Now, obviously the shooting's a big story. But it is a bill that everyone knows is going nowhere. So passing a bill in the House is, complete, is not even a story, really, in, a many, in many ways. We promised to get her ice cream that evening is the second story. Uh, reviewing what happened at the shooting. The Justice Department is aiming to finish an inquiry into the law enforcement response in Uvalde in six months. Uvalde, Texas, has seen two mass shooting plots in four years. Residents are asking, how could this happen? Then, Russia restores rail links and canal to cement hold on south. Then, from the graveside to the front, Ukrainians tell of grim endurance. Then, Trump sent to be set to be questioned under oath by New York AG next month. Then how Jared Kushner washed his hands of Donald Trump before January 6th. Then here's a guide to watching the January 6th committee hearings, which begin on Thursday, followed by progressive backlash in California fuels Democratic debate over crime, which is a pretty interesting story, I will say. Then, how South Dakota voters won a power struggle with GOP legislators. Then, Representative Michael Guest, a Mississippi Republican, will face Michael Cassidy in a runoff. Then, Tom Keene will face Tom Malinowski in what is shaping up to be New Jersey's most competitive midterm 
contest. Then, armed man traveled to Justice Kavanaugh's home to kill him, officials say. There is no, there's no editorial way you can possibly get to that. You can get from Uvalde. So you could say, you could, as an editor, say, no, this is gun control legislation. This is really big. Uvalde is the lead story. I, don't, I would disagree with it, but you would have to then logically say, this is another example of a guy, cra- I'm using the New York Times thinking, some crazy guy who went out last week and bought a gun and was trying to kill a Supreme Court justice. There is no other way to look at editorial, at looking at the news with those options and have Brett Kavanaugh down at the bottom. There's no way. I mean, the 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 New York Times is lying to their own audience. They are harming their own audience. They really, truly believe that either it's uh, not important because their side will rise up and say, hey, this is really not good that we have people on our side doing it Uh, or they just uh, they just think that you wouldn't care. The people on their side wouldn't care that somebody did that, which doesn't make sense if you're all against guns. This is harm. This is the split that we have in America. We all listen to one side. And I I honestly think that conservatives are much better at listening to both sides because it is the stew we're boiled in. It's what you're you're surrounded by that. That is the popular mainstream. So we have to hear their side. And on shows like this and others, we talk about the opinion and what they're doing on the other side. These guys. When you talk to your neighbors, how many times do they not even know of a huge story that happened? They have no, they've never even heard of it. That's the real disconnect in America. Now, we're going to go up to New York and we're going to talk to the CEO of uh, Compass Care Pregnancy Services. This is the New York Pregnancy Center that was allegedly firebombed by a pro choice group. We're going to talk to him coming up in just a second. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. If you are carrying a balance on your credit cards and you're trying to get out of debt, now is the time to consider a cash-out refi. The Fed's going to raise the interest rate again, and that's going to cost you more than what you're used to. Did you, I don't know if you saw this about gas prices. Um, there are now, oh, I don't know, there's a, f- a few states now that are over $5 a gallon. And uh, 35% increase of people calling AAA saying, I'm out of gas. They had like 50,000 calls saying, I I need gas on the side of the road. This is really bad, and it's going to get worse. People are maxing out their credit cards. And when they start raising interest rates, those are adjustable rates. you got to get out of those things if you can. If you have equity in your house, please. Borrow money at 5% and pay off that 19% or higher credit card debt. 
Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. You know, I I uh, was telling somebody who was up here at the ranch yesterday, we were talking about how to solve America's problems. And I said, one of the biggest things that we have to do is we have to return to the philosophy of George Washington. We have to be people of merit. We have to merit uh, and earn uh, the the right to even be able to ask God, can you help us with our problems? And that doesn't mean doing the things we want to do. That doesn't mean um, getting God on our side. God is, believe it or not, on everybody's side. However, he can only help the people that are walking in his footsteps, especially when we are facing evil. You can't have anything to do with evil uh, and malice and uh, revenge and anger. Those do not come from him. So, we need to look for things that we can do. And I'm on a kick this year to um, this audience. I would like to see us raise uh, enough money to save 50,000 children from being aborted. And I'll tell you about that later. But we have to have these centers around. And they are coming under attack. This is the third now pregnancy service that has been attacked. This one just uh, happened outside of Buffalo, I believe. Uh, it's up in upstate New York. And the CEO, James Harden, is uh, on with us now. It's Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Um, and uh, so you know, James is a guy who has really done so much for life he has the he came up with the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement which has helped hundreds of centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion uh there's a reason that they uh selected his abortion center uh, their buffalo office was the one that was hit welcome to the program james harden glenn it's an honor to be with you thanks for having me on you bet. So tell me what happened, first of all. This happened in the middle of the night. Everybody is safe, right? What happened? This is the pro-abortion crystal knock. What happened uh, was glass was broken and fires lit because uh, we do not uh, comply with the ruling elite's position that uh, we should be referring and providing for abortion. Women uh, do not... Uh, feel like they have a choice when they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. They feel stuck, trapped, like they've got no choice, like they need to have an abortion. And what we do is we erase the need for abortion by transforming a woman's fear into confidence with ethical medical care and comprehensive community support throughout the pregnancy and beyond. And they targeted women that night. They targeted women. This is, uh, it's, it's, it's heinous. The building is totally destroyed. We've got essentially 25% fire damage, 100% smoke damage. It's going to take months to repair, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, you know, the church in western New York has rallied. We didn't 
lose one single patient that day, and we've relocated to, mm. a, to a secure, undisclosed location, and we're serving patients. We were serving patients up and running yesterday. They meant to shut us down, and we soldiered on. I have to tell you, um, <laughs> I can't believe we're living in the days that I never really, truly could understand when I would read, and good would be evil, and evil would be called good. Look at what's I, happening. You're going underground because you refuse to kill children. Exactly right. We, I'm with you 100%, Glenn. I can't believe we're living in these days either when, when good is called evil and evil is called good. Everything's upside down. And, the, and, and what, what's, what's bothering me right now is that the, the politicians are refusing to denounce the violence against pro-life pregnancy centers. They're refusing to, to, to say, hey, this is wrong. Violence is wrong everywhere, all the time. This is not how you solve problems. And their silence can only be interpreted as complicity. And it's emboldening yes. these terrorists. This is a national okay, trend. So I know it is. So, but tell me what's happening in New York. The, the governor of New York earmarked millions of dollars to help pay for you know women to travel to new york for abortions they're all allocating more money to beef up security for abortion providers and they don't even seem really interested in finding out who did this with you no the fbi is involved the fbi has been involved since before the firebombing because we had threats and they knew it was coming uh and kathy hochel governor hochel has refused to denounce the violence against pro-life pregnancy centers. Furthermore, she adds insult to injury by getting the legislator to pass a, a bill to investigate pregnancy centers. I mean, what, what is that? She should what be vetoing that bill. What, what do you mean investigating pregnancy? What are they investigating you for? Uh, for uh, how we're potentially um, harming women's ability uh, to, to access health care and, 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 and unmet oh resource God. needs. We are their health care and unmet resource need provider. And they're going to investigate. What do you know? You, they, need to, they need to redirect these, these, the funds that they're sending to, to this investigation to, to investigate the true criminals. Where is Letitia James, attorney you, general? Why isn't she investigating these if, true criminals that are? If you live in New York, you need to be on the phone with your legislators and your governor and the attorney general, probably most importantly. And ask yeah. them where they are. Why are they not investigating these things? Um, the on your building, Jane was here, was spray spray painted on the building. What do you know about the group that uh, is Jane's revenge? And and how sure is anybody that they were the ones that did it? Well, Jane's revenge um, is the is the organization that uh, has been inciting um, violence against pro-life activity, specifically pro-life pregnancy centers. Jane's Revenge refers to Jane's Collective, which was an underground abortion uh, uh, you know, activist group in, in the 1960s in Chicago, and they, they provided abortions out of people's houses. Uh, and so Jane's Revenge uh, is afraid that um, Roe versus Wade is going to get reversed and uh, they're doing everything they can with respect to using terror uh, to shut down any kind of pro-life activity. Um, but you know what? When, when Roe versus Wade, as you know, Glenn, if Roe versus Wade is reversed by the Supreme Court in the coming weeks, it doesn't end abortion. 
It just concentrates it in abortion hub states like New York. We're already seeing women coming from Texas uh, to receive services here. You you are going to live in a state because I, you know, when the regulator is off and they feel like they've they're making a point, I'm telling you, they're going to start killing children after birth. They're just going to let them die and it will be totally legal to do that. And the choice will be clear for so many people. Are you going to be a part of a state that is is actually involved in this evil or will you go someplace and give your tax dollars to someplace that is is doing the opposite and trying to save lives? And, you know, it's it's interesting, Jim, Um, you know, I've been doing some work with preborn and uh, you are cut from the same cloth, I think. And it's it's not just about saving the baby. It is the aftercare and the care that goes all the way along with the child that is so important that exactly. nobody is nobody on the left will do. No, no, I, I, I defy anyone to find an abortionist who's going to provide any kind of care aside from what they get paid for. And, and, and that's that's re- only abortion. They're only going to do abortion and they're only going to get paid for it. But we do everything for free. We provide all this ethical medical care and comprehensive community support for free. Ah, they're not lifting a finger for these women. They're not providing. You know what abortion is? Abortion is abandonment. That's society's way of saying we don't want anything to do with this. But the community rallies around women through pregnancy centers, pro-life pregnancy centers, because we believe we believe that everyone is made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable and deserving of protection. That's where that's where dignity emanates from for the human being. And we've lost that because we've lost the belief that we all human beings are the crown of creation and must be blessed and protected. Even the people that live in the dark and firebombed our clinic the other day, those people also are made in God's image and deserving of blessing and protection. And we're calling them out to the light. Jim, how can we help you? First of all, I, let me just ask the audience, please. If you if you have money and I know money's tight, so you have to be careful on where you're given money. But I'm telling you, God's blessings will rain down on us if we are protecting God's children, all of God's children. If we don't strike out in violence, if we live the teachings of Jesus Christ and we help on this front. It, it it may be the difference of survival and not for our nation. So erasing the need dot com slash donate. The money will go to uh, Compass Care Pregnancy Services so they can continue their work. They can rebuild and be secure. Erasing the need dot com slash donate. Please. First thing, make a donation. What else can people do? What else people can do? I, they can pray. Pray for wisdom, pray for strength, pray for unity, pray that <clears throat> the violence will end. Also, people can, can act beyond giving. Certainly, uh, they, can, they can give. We, we have a national strategy, uh, and our strategy is working, and that's why we've been attacked. We, we, we know that uh, the abortion battle lines are shifting, and the abortion industry is scrambling. And the reason why they attacked us is because what we're doing to reduce abortion is working. And we, we have a model to, to expand uh, services and infrastructure throughout New York State to handle the increased load. We're, we're at Buffalo, Rochester, Albany, expanding into telehealth and downstate into the city. It's working, Glenn. And, and, and we've got a model for all the abortion hub states to follow, and they know it. 
And what, what you can do is everybody can do this. Everybody can go to ProLifePregnancyCenter.com and sign a petition that will go to Joe Biden and other politicians like New York Governor Hochul demanding that they denounce the violence to pro-life pregnancy centers and veto this heinous, nefarious, frivolous investigation bill against pregnancy centers in New York. I never thought, Jim, that pro-life and um, and this fight uh, would be the thing that would bring us together. Um, yeah. I always I always saw it as a divisive issue, and I spent many years of my career, uh, probably half of my career, not even talking about abortion because it was so divisive. Uh, but I have to tell you, I think it is the thing that will, in the end, unite us and unite us in a way of peace uh, and and healing. Yes, yes. It, abortion represents a flashpoint of culture that forces us to think about the value of humanity. You know, abortion represents a fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be human under God. And if we if we take the lessons that we're learning right now, society can can rehumanize. We can return to civilized order. You know, the only way to do this is to follow in the footsteps of Christ. He died on the cross for us, the weak and vulnerable sinner before God, who would, we would die of exposure to our sins. And he said, I'm going to die for you, but you can go and do likewise. Go and do likewise for the weak and vulnerable. There is no one weaker in our society, no one more vulnerable in our society than a woman who thinks she has no choice but to end the life of her child. And the child in her womb who, whose mother thinks uh, she, has, uh, she has to abort. There is no one weaker. And that is how you walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You serve them. You love them. You protect them. You bless them. Thank you so much, Jim. You, you feel free. Keep our number. You call me anytime you need anything. All right? Thank you, Glenn. Is your staff mentally okay? Uh, our staff, uh, the, our morale is high. Uh, but I can tell you we're getting a little tired. Um, we, yeah. we, we've got um, a lot of work ahead of us, um, but, but no one yeah. is flagging. No one is failing. Everybody's doing a fantastic job in the church and Western New York and the people, New Yorkers in general, are rallying. It's a wonderful thing to see. And you know what, God, what, so what, what Satan means for evil, God will turn for his good. Yes, he will. Jim, thank you very much. That's Jim Harden, CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services. Uh, you can uh, donate and help at uh, erasingtheneed.com slash donate. Um, this is why we have taken on an, another um, sponsor, preborn.com slash Beck. We, we took them on as a sponsor on The Blaze, and they really do so much good. We have to stand together and help the children, help the children live. Back in a minute. <sighs> My gosh. Um, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. You're pretty much like everybody else, probably. Um, you know, you probably like just to be able to get in your car, start the engine and go about your merry way. Right. You don't have to worry about getting repairs. Unfortunately, your car usually has other plans. I know I got into my car yesterday, dead battery. And I'm like, wait, the battery was fine three days ago. What? 
It's probably not a battery. It's probably some wire or something. Oh, I love used cars. Anyway, Car Shield offers protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month. That cover that covers more parts than ever before. Whether your car has five thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand miles, when you need a repair. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. They do it all themselves, and they will take care of you. Your car breaks down. You're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. Lock your price in today, and it will never go up. When your car breaks down, count on Car Shield. I count on them. They've saved me thousands of dollars over the years. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck. Call 800-391-8888. 1-800-391-8888. Save 10% now. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Uh, this weekend, Stu is actually going to be in Park City with me for my second art show. Uh, it is, uh, it's happening at Park City Fine Art this weekend. Go to parkcityfineart.com and, uh, RSVP so you know you can get in. And Stu actually is joining me. Yeah, I was, I, I don't know why. I was inspired by the guy who tried to smear cake on the Mona Lisa. <laughs> So I got to tell you, my wife said to me, uh, you know, recently, she's like, are you going to the gym? And I'm like, I'm going to the gym. I'm absolutely going to the gym. And she says, you don't look like you're going to the gym and you're not sore all the time. And I'm like, I'm at the gym. She's like, are you working out at the gym? Mm. I said, you didn't say that, but I am at the gym. I'll tell you that. Um, I rely on the workout called snacking. It is fantastic. Uh, I mean, I make those curls uh, all the time with Built Bars. I just curl them up to my mouth and eat them. They're really healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and they're made with 100% real chocolate. I don't know how this is happening. It's like kind of like that uh, mystery meat or whatever they're calling that, amazing meat what do they call that Stu? impossible um, is that what you're talking about impossible burgers yeah this is like an impossible candy bar i don't know how they do it but it's they're fantastic <laughs> so go to built.com use the promo code beck 15 get 15 percent off your order right now promo code beck 15 for 15 percent off these protein bars that are just like candy bars they're fantastic built.com
What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In our country, we have always believed in the right of the individual over the right of the collective. That's no longer, I think, what we believe, or at least those in Washington and those setting the parameters and the fences around our society believe. We have always believed in the idea that in the court of law, you are innocent until proven guilty. That doesn't seem to be happening either. It seems to be selective justice. We need John Adams. John Adams is a guy who would uh, represent and did represent the the British Army officers in the most unpopular time to do it and the most unpopular place to do it, Boston. Well, there is one guy who I think is a living example of John Adams when it comes to the law. His name is Alan Dershowitz. We're going to talk about January 6th in 60 seconds. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. As we get older, one of the things that comes along with getting older is aches and pains and your joints start to wear down and the normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up with you and you're like, wait a minute, what? I didn't do anything. I picked up my garden hose. It's, I'm telling you, kids, don't get old. Just don't do it. Um, what causes most of our pain is inflation in the body and uh, or inflammation. Uh, can you tell what I have in mind? Uh, inflammation in our body. And that inflammation causes a lot of our pain and most of our problems with our health. Try a three-week quick start from Relief Factor. Relief Factor, it's $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more, which says a ton. So go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Alan Dershowitz, professor emeritus at Harvard Law School, the host of The Dersh Show, and author of The Case Against the New Censorship. I believe he is one of the most important voices. I wish he had another 60 years uh, in front of him because it's going to take us a long time to correct these problems. Welcome to the program, Alan Dershowitz. I wish my mother were alive to hear the nice things you said about me. Thank you so much. I <laughs> you know, it's funny, um, Alan, and we've talked about this before. You and I don't, I'm sure we could find a ton of things that we disagree on and probably oh, sure big caverns between us but you at least are open to having a dialogue and you've pinned your life and your career around certain founding principles that well, i think the same of you, you know I are unchangeable you. we we disagree and you open your program up to different points of view and and are willing to dialogue with people who disagree with you i think uh, the two of right. us have that in common and that's much more important than the specific differences between us those yes. can be resolved democratically yeah that that was always the thing that brought us together as a nation that is our unum we have certain sets of the bill of rights for one um let me let me talk to you yesterday i did an interview 
uh, with a guy who has spent 13 uh, months in jail, much of it in solitary confinement. Did you get a chance to listen or read the transcript? Okay. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant interview and innovative and so important. Uh, you know, I've represented a lot of people who are in prison. Um, uh, uh, I represented uh, Sharansky, Natan Sharansky, political prisoners all over the world, and it. And we tried desperately to get an interview with Sharansky when he was in a Soviet prison. Of course, they wouldn't. They wouldn't permit it. And you, fortunately, were able to get an interview with somebody who strikes me very much as a political prisoner. Again, I disagree fundamentally with the Proud Boys and with virtually everything yeah, he too. stands for. But the idea of, uh, of uh, not giving him a trial and uh, holding him in pretrial detention for all this time, some of it in solitary confinement, is just so un-American. It's so inconsistent with what we have done over the years. You know, with bail reform now, we always saw what happened to Chesa Boudin and, and what's going on in New York. With bail reform, people who have committed violent crimes are uh, uh, allowed out on, on bail. And here's a guy who, at least according to his own testimony, and for purposes of discussion, we have to at least give him the chance to prove that, simply walked into the Capitol, was welcomed, as others we know are, we've seen the videotapes of it, and did no damage and left and, you know, may have written some encrypted messages. Who knows? But uh, this is far less seditious conduct than, for example, what Black Lives Matter followers did uh, in burning courthouses and burning businesses and trying essentially to bring down the government. And yet we have this selective prosecution, sedition, uh, in the case of January uh, 6th and uh, bail in the case of uh, some of the others. Uh, for example, the two lawyers who threw Molotov cocktails into police cars are being treated uh, much, much better than than this fellow is being treated. So can you help me out? Because we got a lot of uh, response. Uh, people said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He has uh, uh, been charged um, with a with a couple of things first with sedition but also uh an assault charge and that goes under section 111 title 18 do you know that because in talking to their attorneys or his attorney he said no 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 that's kind of a catch-all is that true well you know assault doesn't require anybody to touch anybody that's battery Assault can be simply a threat to touch. Um, uh, an assault is essentially an attempted battery. So uh, I haven't seen the bill of particulars or the specifics, but um, sure. I think something to the point that an assault can be a, a, a very general catch-all for behavior. You know, if you walk into the Capitol and you look at somebody menacingly, that can be seen as an assault. So. Uh, we have to be oh careful about how language is used. Yeah. So they are also talking now about sedition. Um, and can you give me the definition and the difference between um, uh, sedition and um, conspiracy to overthrow the nation or treason? Yeah, well, treason is defined in the Constitution, basically, as taking up arms 
uh, and it requires basically during wartime and, um, uh, and, and involvement with an enemy of the United States. This is not treason. This is not conspiracy to overthrow the government. This is not sedition. This is a protest that went wrong, a protest that should not have happened. Protest should occur. So what's the difference between sedition and a protest that went wrong? The government's just definition. Um, the def- <laughs> the distinction is extremely vague and, and, and subject to constitutional challenge. I would hope that his lawyers would challenge the indictment on vagueness grounds and find out specifically what what they had in mind. Look, I think the election of President Biden was legitimate, and I don't think there was a stolen election or fraud. There, there were some problems. Pennsylvania should not have been allowed late voting. That was unconstitutional, and I've said that right from the beginning. But persons entitled to make that statement, persons entitled to try to get members of the Senate or the House um, to take action if they think that action is 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 legitimate those are all lawful things to do and that's you know democrats thought about that a lot during bush versus gore uh when they thought the election was stolen so you know you have to pass what i call the shoe on the other foot test what's what's good for people who are on one side of the political aisle have to be good for people on the other side of the political aisle we can't have Two systems of justice, one for Democrats and one for Republicans. The person who disappoints me most is Merrick Garland, who I remember as a law student. I've always admired, thought very highly of, supported his nomination to the Supreme Court. I think the Republicans stole that nomination from the Democrats by not giving him a hearing. But I've been very disappointed. I would think he'd be the grown-up in the room, and he'd say, no, no, no. Uh, Let's look at the evidence. Let's look at the videos. And let's, if we have to, indict these people for misdemeanor trespassing, uh, unless they did something violent uh, in the Capitol itself. Let's put them all on bail, except if there's evidence that somebody is going to continue or engage in, in violence. But you need a grown-up in the room. And I was hoping Merrick Garland would, would be that. And so far, we haven't heard very much from him. How concerned are you, um, Alan, with the direction of this two-tiered justice system? I mean, I feel like we've gone back to the, you know, uh, Jim Crow days, except it's just different people being, um, you know, not listened to or the system yeah. gets rigged one way or another. Um, For me, the analogy and is it, that's That's terrifying. It's terrifying. For me, the analogy is closer to the days of McCarthyism. I was an adolescent. I was in Brooklyn College. I fought against uh, McCarthyism. I hated communism. I hated Stalin. I hated yeah. Gorbachev, Khrushchev, all of those guys. I mean, I hated anything that had to do with the Soviet Union. Gorbachev emerged later on as something of a, of a, a moderating force. But I defended uh, the rights of people who were accused of communism because they were being subject to a different standard of justice. And that's what's going yes. on today. You're right. It's not based on race. Uh, you know, it's interesting. The Bible uh, says two things to judges. One, you can't take bribes. That's obvious. The other, and I'll recite the Hebrew for those who understand, lo takir ponim, do not recognize faces. And that comes before do not take bribes. Do not recognize faces. Don't peek beneath that blindfold of justice. Don't find out what the person's name is, face is, race, gender, 
anything else. Do justice fairly and objectively. Do not recognize faces. That's the first command in the Bible to judges in the book of Deuteronomy. I'm not sure what you thought about uh, the recent uh, trial uh, that was was going on in Washington, D.C., where the where the jurors, many of them were um, diehard uh, Clinton fans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Let it go. The judge seemed a little biased. Um, It just didn't seem like it was fair um, and they wouldn't move the trial. Will these guys be able to get a fair trial in the District of Columbia? Because that seems like, A, the jury pool is completely different. It's very difficult. I think we have a real problem with jurors in America uh, today. I think we have too many jurors who come into the jury room with a bias and an agenda, and we don't have a mechanism for rooting them out. Um, you know, we have, uh, we have jurors who have stated kind of a predisposition for how they're going to decide the case. We have jurors who have lied in their jury forms and hidden and we have to do a better job. The jury is the single most important protection against government in our legal system. And we have to keep the jury pristine. We also have to permit for changes of venue when, obviously, uh, some venues will have more bias than other venues or there's been a massive amount of publicity uh, in some areas. We have to do a better job of, of securing objective justice from jurors because you know, we're not going to get it from elected or appointed judges who have ambitions to be promoted and won't uh, won't do anything that's going to endanger their positions or their ambitions. Uh, jurors are the ones who are supposed to be checks and balances against the judiciary. Right. You know, Jefferson didn't like judges. He didn't trust judges. Mm-hmm. He trusted jurors. And that's why the jury system, you know, we're the only country in the world today that still has a jury system. People will yell and scream, England, England. No, in England, there are 12 chairs sitting in a box and the chairs are pushed around by the judge. Um, Judges decide what the juries will consider. They tell the juries how to decide the case. We're the only country really that still has a jury system and it's in danger. Tonight, Ellen, um, the it's something I've never seen. It's I really think this is as close as America has gotten to a show trial besides yeah. the McCarthy era. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I don't even know what we should be looking for. Uh, can, may I take a one minute break and then have you noodle sure, that and, and come back and tell us Please. what we should be looking for tonight? Um, sure. All right. Back with Alan Dershowitz in just a moment. Stand by. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. As rates rise, the best thing you can be doing for yourself and your family is paying down debt. You can't let larger interest payments drag you down. It's a waste of money. This is why it's really important to take action now. Take 10 minutes out of your day and call American Financing. Take advantage of the free mortgage review and let salary-based mortgage consultants who are in it for you, not the bank, walk you through all the custom loan options that are available to you. You might be surprised what's out there may be able to save you hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month, especially on your credit cards. There's no pressure, no obligation, never any charge up front or hidden fees. It is a simple conversation about custom loans that might be able to achieve your goals faster. 
It's American Financing, America's home for home loans, helping people just like you for over 20 years. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, the host of the podcast, The Dersh Show, if you haven't listened to it, it's fantastic analysis of what's going on. Um, Alan Dershowitz is joining us. What should we be watching for tonight for those? I, I'm asking actually for me. I'm going to watch it so the audience doesn't have to. <laughs> what, so, what should I be looking for? Well, let me tell you the way I handle things like this in my practice. Uh, when I argue a criminal case, I know that the government is going to get the last word and I won't have a chance to respond. So I say to the jurors, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, pretend you're Alan Dershowitz when you're listening to this and imagine the questions I would be asking him and the rebuttal I would be making. I want you to play me, take over the role, because I don't get the last word. But you have a critical mind and you can see what kind of issues I would raise or questions I would raise. I would say to every listener, do the same thing. Imagine you're there uh, on, in, in the committee or some Republican who doesn't agree with the Democratic narrative on this was there. What questions would they be asking? What witnesses would they be calling? What are they not showing you? This is a show trial produced by a former producer for television. Uh, the witnesses are all approved only by one side. The minority gets no opportunity to present witnesses, to present uh, arguments. Uh, sure, there are two Republicans on the committee, but there are two Republicans who voted to impeach Trump and uh, two Republicans who have generally sided with the Democrats on all these issues. The Republicans that McCarthy wanted to put on the uh, committee, uh, Pelosi rejected. That's not a fair hearing. So listen with that critical approach in your mind. Is there any reason outside of politics? Is there anything to be gained here? Any reason to do this, especially as a show trial? No, it, it's absolutely the opposite. We shouldn't have these kinds of show trials. If they wanted to investigate January 6th, they should have done what the 9-11 Commission did. They, there was, yeah. The 9-11 Commission was comprised of people from all parties, no parties, academics, experts, uh, and they came to a conclusion. And all walks people of life. Credited it. People credited it. Nobody is going to credit this. Nobody should credit this. This is a show trial, and it was, it's designed not to produce the truth, to, but to confirm a narrative already established by the people on the committee and those who put them on the committee. It's just, it's Pravda. Uh, I was going to say Pravda, not the New York Times, but today the New York Times is closer to Pravda than it is to the old New York Times. Mm. So uh, you have to be really critical. You know, this is so hard for me. Alan, I'm a liberal Democrat. I've never voted Republican in my life for a president. And yet I see myself today opposing my party. I, I think of what Ronald Reagan said. I didn't leave the Democrats. In my case, some of the Democrats have left me. I stay in the Democratic yeah. Party in order to influence them, but I have no faith in the AOCs and the squad. 
and some of the others who today are dominating the 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 Democratic Party. For example, I'll give you another example. You have the Speaker of the House. I'm sorry, the 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 uh, the, the uh, majority leader of the Senate, who I've known for years. He was a student at Harvard Law School. Chuck Schumer. He gets in front of the Supreme Court, and he says to Gorsuch mm-hmm. and Kavanaugh, you know, basically watch your back. You won't even know what hits you. If that's not a dog whistle that would lead somebody like that creep who was found in front of Kavanaugh's house. You know, Republicans, the Democrats are saying what President Trump said was a dog whistle, and they they have some truth there. And you'd have to say the same on the other side. Alan, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. You have to feel like most of us do. We're living in a movie. You can't believe this stuff is going on. God bless you. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Um, we need to do everything we can to be honorable and to uh, be people of merit uh, because people are going to look for people who just have decent values and are not part of the screaming mess, but are actually working towards real solutions and helping people in need. Since 9-11, Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families. So a first responder or a military service member that doesn't come home. And if they're left behind, if they left behind small children, Tunnels to Towers pays off the mortgage to make sure that that family doesn't have to worry about that as well. Catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, they get uh, mortgage-free smart homes. Uh, there's Operation Home Base. Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. I love these people. And your $11 a month, a donation of $11 a month, will make a world of difference. Let's do some good together. Join Tunnel to Towers on their mission. $11 a month at T, the number 2T.org. That's T2T.org. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, boy, we are seeing some real problems. Uh, I, I read an article authored by a bunch of Yahoo experts. They were all the ones that said, oh, inflation's transitory. It's nothing to worry about. Now they're coming out going, okay, it's not. I mean, yeah, uh, we were wrong before, but we're right this time. This is the worst it's going to get uh, by the, you know, by the new year. We're going to be rolling. I don't buy that for a second. And here's why all of the things that are being done right now are going to add to inflation and shortages right now. um, There are 16 states just at the beginning of the week. What was it? Ten. There are now 16 states that are paying five dollars a gallon for gasoline. Maine is 502, Massachusetts 502, Idaho uh, just over five, New Jersey over five, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio over five, Arizona 518, Michigan 521, Indiana 523, Alaska 546, Illinois. Can I ask you, is there a reason, Michigan, you're paying 521 when Alaska is paying 546? Illinois 553, Washington State 548, Oregon 548, Hawaii 
Hawaii is playing is paying five forty nine and Nevada is paying five fifty six a gallon. And then California coming in at number one at six dollars and thirty nine cents a gallon. Now, what is causing this? By the way, several other states are on the verge. Utah gas is four ninety eight. Vermont four ninety nine. So those will be added. We added, I think, twenty six cents this week. Twenty six cents in the last seven days, and it's not going to stop because of ESG, because of everything that this government is doing to stop funding oil research and petroleum companies do we have diana on yet sarah okay um she is as diana um i want to get her name right for Furch got roth um there's a name that clearly you change or you know if you're marrying into that you're like no nope, not gonna do that anyway um diana is um uh, an adjunct professor of economics at George Washington University. She has been the chief economist at the U.S. Department of Labor, chief of staff, the president's council of economic advisors, deputy executive secretary for domestic policy. Um, uh, she also served under Reagan, Bush and the second Bush. She's kind of an expert. And uh, I really, really want to talk to her about two different kinds of inflation. The inflation that is caused because we printed so much money and then the inflation that is not going to go away, in my opinion, and that is the inflation on food and gas and things uh, like that, because we are moving into a new green economy and it's going to cost us a fortune, a fortune. By the way, did you ever pay? Did you ever did you vote for that? Because I didn't vote for that. I thought we were voting for someone that would just, you know, take us back to normal and be sane. I don't think we've gotten that. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just me. Uh, Diana, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome. It's so it's an honor to have you on the uh, program to answer to answer some hillbilly questions from a guy like me. Um, but oh, uh, no. I. Uh, I would uh, I'd, I'd like to ask you about inflation, but two different kinds of inflation, the inflation that comes from money printing. But then there is there not inflation that is coming because of ESG and our energy policies, what's happening with the food crisis and everything else. Those are two different reasons uh, we're feeling this price crunch, correct? Uh, that is correct. Yes. Yes. But with the Fed monetizing and accommodating these supply pressures, uh, then it means that inflation is higher. So you see that in the EU, for example, they've had the same upward pressures on energy, but their inflation rate is lower. Same with Switzerland, for example, because their central banks have behaved in a different way. So why is Germany in so much trouble? I'm seeing Germany you know their their inflation is the highest i think since 1950 or something like that why is germany different right do you know well they they uh germany is having particular particularly high problems with with its energy prices and 
the two the two work together, of course. Uh, they work and together. The, the, so, of course, if you have higher prices, then they do affect. If you have higher prices, then, of course, they do affect what the Federal Reserve is doing. So the but the Federal Reserve, even if the Federal Reserve could correct all of the mistakes that we've made, it is the the problem with our gas and energy is that we are hell bent now with this administration on destroying all fossil fuels. So there's no funding through ESG. And and so that's not going to go away. These these prices are relatively where they're going to be forever. I mean, they go up, but it's not going back down to two dollars a gallon with these with this administration. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes, unless this administration changes its mind, then yes, things right. are not going to go down. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it feels as though the American people are being impoverished. Uh, you know, I don't know where you stand on the Great Reset, but it bothers me when someone says, hey, in eight years, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Uh, it feels like we're being impoverished. And at the same time, they just came out with... Um, you know, a, a, a new safety net uh, for retirees. It, it seems as though the government is starting to just gobble up everything and starting to provide everything. Do you know much about Secure 2.0? I know that Secure 2.0 is not necessary. The assumption is that low-income workers don't have any way of saving for retirement. But uh, we have IRAs. Uh, you can put $6,000 a year in an IRA. The vast majority of people do not use that amount of tax-deferred savings. And uh, you can have it automatically come out of your bank account every month. So there are, there are, there are tax-deferred retirement programs for low-income people. That is why IRAs got put in. So it's not fair okay. to make employers have the burden of that. On the so then what are they doing with this new sense. retirement, with this new retirement plan? What, what is this? What is their goal? The goal is to require employers to provide 401k or retirement plans for all their workers, which up to now uh, has been optional. What's that going to do right. to us? What's going to do to businesses? Well, well, it's going to raise the cost of businesses because you have to hire somebody to do it. I mean, say you work in a hardware store and you have a lot of low-income workers working as cashiers or helping people find goods in the hardware store. So you might have to provide uh, a 401k plan for these individuals. So you're going to have to call up a benefits manager. I mean, you probably don't even have a benefits manager. You probably just give them payroll every month. Now you're faced with setting up a 401k for them. Even for larger, sophisticated firms or consulting firms, often they don't have a 401k or a startup that wouldn't have a 401k. It's difficult to do. So it places a, an additional burden on small businesses. That is not necessary because if these individual cashiers in the hardware store wanted to put $6,000 in an IRA, they would be able to do that. If they wanted their bank to transfer $500 a month, so it would be auto-enrollment. Oh into the 401k program, they could do that. So it's just a matter of the federal government getting involved where it isn't really needed. It is. This is incredible. I mean, you worked um, in the Reagan administration. It feels like what we're suggesting, and we're not even close to it on the Fed level, but 
if the Fed did what the Fed did in, you know, 1980, 1981 uh, and two and started raising, you know, to 19 percent and we had all of this Biden red tape that he's adding, you would stop the heart of this nation, would you not? Economically speaking, uh, you really, uh, uh, you really would. You would definitely send the economy into a recession and you would cause major damage, especially to the low income workers that President Biden purports to represent. So uh, as you're looking at things um, and you know what the situation is now where it's all being done administratively, it's not really even going to go through Congress. He'll just keep doing it, uh, you know, administratively. How long can we take this beating before we really start to see everything just go haywire? Well, it's not, it's not a question of uh, how long. I mean, the longer it goes, uh, the worse people are going to be off. But the wonderful thing about the United States, and I speak as an immigrant from the United Kingdom, is that the pendulum does swing back. And there's an opportunity to do that in November. There's an right. opportunity, and the polls say uh, that the House and Senate are going to be Republicans, so that'll be an opportunity for oversight hearings. There's going to be an opportunity in 2024. So I think the damage is in the United States is always limited because people have the choice of voting in another party, and when times get bad, they do that. I, I uh, from, from your mouth to God's ears, um, uh, I was reading an article today about, I think it was in the New York Times, maybe, in, yeah, I think it was New York Times, all of these experts that had said inflation is transitory. Um, and now they're saying, okay, we were wrong about that. However, we're about at the top of the inflation ladder, and it's going to start coming down, and 2023 is going to be great. It'll come back down. One of them was actually saying it'll be back down to 1.2% inflation rate. Um, who do we listen to? Who is there anybody out there that we can trust and what is going to happen with the inflation rate? Best guess. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, above 8%, I would say, certainly through the summer uh, with high energy prices affecting people's use of air conditioners. Some people are saying they're going to be blackouts. High gas prices are going to be pervasive uh, throughout the summer. But the important thing to know is this is a self-inflicted wound. America has the largest oil and natural gas reserves in the world. We could be uh, encouraging fossil fuel production, encouraging pipelines, and we're not doing that. This is a problem that's fixable, and that's the sunny side of this. This is something we can fix with another administration, uh, with another Congress. I, I, uh, I'm so glad to hear your optimism. Um, thank you so much for your service to the nation and, and everything you've done uh, over the years. And I can't imagine what it's like to be an adjunct professor at George Washington University. I hope it's not as bad as it is everywhere else. But uh, oh, any no, university it, that it, wants it, to take the name of George Washington down scares me. But No, I have wonderful students. They ask great questions, and I enjoy teaching. Yes. Good, good. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. God bless you. Thanks so much, Glenn. Bye. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about uh, Veronica. She wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, I have a 12-year-old Labrador, and uh, and into about a week of giving her Rough Greens, 
We saw crazy improvement. Her eyes became clearer. I had to look twice when she came bounding up the stairs. This is the biggest thing that I noticed with Uno. He, his activity level went through the roof. I, he greeted me this morning, in fact, sitting here on the ground looking at me with his ball in his mouth. He greeted me this morning. at It was 3.30 a.m., and he's got his ball in his mouth, and he's like, we're going out to play, right? Um, Veronica, the results that you have seen, I've seen in my dog, uh, and you just keep taking rough greens and putting it on their food because you will see more changes as the months and the years. A giant gun bill has just passed in the House. Woo! Thank goodness. It passed now mostly on a party line vote. Five Republicans supported the measure. Two, two Democrats opposed it. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's uh, we're going to be talking about those people. Also, did you notice that Matthew McConaughey? I guess some people really liked it. I thought it was weird. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was speaking from behind the podium of the press secretary in the White House. What? What? How did that happen? Stu, do you know how that happened? Was it because he's the leading foremost expert on gun control and policy in the United States? No. Does he have an no. expertise on the matter in any way, shape, or form? No. He's got a connection to Hunter Biden. And I'll give that to you in 60 seconds. Was he because he was in dazed and confused? Is that. No, no. No. He, no. 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 Uh, the Tuttle Twins. Teaching your kids how to participate in the market is actually having them start their own business. Oh, I know. It was it's because just he was in cute. he was in Magic Mike. Is that why? Because he was in Magic Mike. No, it's no. I'll tell you in a oh, minute. Okay. Let me get through the Sorry. Tuttle Twins here. It's it's not because he was in Magic Mike. Um, when they grow up, they need to be ready to enter the entrepreneurial world with both feet firmly planted on the ground. Things like that first lemonade stand are not a game for kids to play. There's a book from the Tuttle Twins that I want you to have. I talked about them before. They are going to give it away for free now. All you pay for is shipping. It's called the Tuttle Twins and their amazing show business. Great way to illustrate your kids or your grandkids some of the fundamentals of the American way, which is they're not learning anywhere else. You will love this book for your kids, mm, 7 to 13 years old. You and your kids need to read this book, Tuttle Twins and the Spectacular Show Business. Get it for free. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck. 
Lincoln.com. Was it because he was in all those Lincoln commercials? Possibly. Was that? No. No, it, no, it wasn't. He no. was in Texas Did Chainsaw even... Massacre, the next ge- generation. Yeah. Was it? Did it have well, you're do? getting warmer now. Okay. <laughs> you're getting warmer. Let me let me ask you. Did you find it um, well done at all? Common sense, comfortable even? He was, for an actor... He did not do, I didn't think he did a good job. No. Did you? No, I did not think he did a good job at all. I mean, again, he's way out of his depth here. He obviously doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. And that's, it's it's difficult to do a White House uh, uh, session with a bunch of reporters when you don't know what you're talking about, unless they don't challenge you at all in any way, which obviously is the type of thing he should expect in that situation. But no, I did not think it was impressive or or it didn't win me over, Glenn. Yeah, it didn't win me over at all. Um, so here's why he got into it. Um, well, let me start. Let me start here. Uh, you know that Joe Biden has a son and uh, his son has said that his father thinks that he hunter biden is the smartest man he's ever met Hmm. now this is the crack addict that was just seen recently uh posing with a hooker and a gun as his penis which was i mean who doesn't take a photo of themselves like that um anyway uh, Friends of Hunter says he discusses the finer points of Ukraine policy and other matters of state around the dinner table with his father on regular weekend visits home to Delaware or Camp David. One former friend describes him as his father's closest advisor. Now, this may explain an <laughs> awful lot. We have an actual crackhead giving the advice. Now, do you remember the... You don't want to call him sugar daddy. You remember the the sugar lawyer, the sugar boy, the I don't know, the sugar brother, the L.A. entertainment lawyer, Kevin Morris. Do you remember him? Nobody is talking about this. Nobody will remember this. So um, Kevin Morris is a big Hollywood uh, entertainment lawyer. Big, big name. When Hunter Biden was in trouble. Uh, with the IRS, he didn't have the million dollars of back taxes. So Kevin Morris just paid the IRS for him. Why? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> how many times have you just higgledy piggledy just gone out and said, you know, I think this crackhead is a good bet. Uh, I'm just going to take care of his million dollar tax liability. No questions, no strings. Uh huh. So anyway, um, guess who he represents? Matthew McConaughey. So the lawyer that paid off the tax bill of over a million dollars with nothing in return uh, happens to represent Matthew McConaughey. And the guy he gave that money to happens to be the president's closest advisor. Okay, that is that is only a scenario a crack pipe could come up with. And that is this administration It is a one giant crack pipe. It's probably the best way to look at it. 
I think every press conference should sound like this. No, I mean, the economy is really, really good right now. It is great. It's turning around. Best <laughs> best economy we've ever had. <sighs> and it would make more sense. You could make the argument that Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused would be better than Corinne Jean-Pierre. I think that's fair to say. Let me give you uh, let me give you a piece of audio here from Joy Behar yesterday talking about guns. Listen to this. Most AR-15 owners are former military. Okay. 35 plus Let me say married. one more thing. So that's all I'm saying okay. is that they're yeah. not once, crazy once, people. Okay. Here's the thing. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. Oh, God. That is the dumbest point, and they make it all the time. We want yeah. black people to have guns in this country. They have a Second Amendment right, just like white people, just like Hispanic people, just like every other person in this country. We want them to take advantage of their rights Full stop. The only ones that have ever tried to take guns away from blacks are Democrats. Look it up. Check it out. Democrats. Every single time. So I love the idea. I think everyone in Chicago that could legally apply for a permit and go buy a gun. I think every black mother and father should have a gun. In Chicago, you want to stop things, have mama come out on her stoop and say, get the F away from my children. Understand? That would stop a lot of things. There's no reason why people have to cower in fear when the government won't do their own job. Yeah. Oh, so racist. And you know what it feels like? Almost a little bit like replacement theory. Now, (laughs) I'm not an expert like the Democrats are on replacement theory, but isn't this wasn't didn't that say, by the way, she was talking to a black woman who owns a gun. She said that to her. Um, Isn't it a little like you should be afraid because you watch these 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 white people once blacks get guns, once they think that they can control things. You know, these uppity blacks, they'll start getting guns, and that's when the Republicans will change the law. Isn't that kind of in the family of replacement theory? It's funny because it's they they say these things as if they're assigning them to Republicans and evil white people. It's all them. But, I mean, this is just their views. These are the views that have been in the middle of the progressive movement forever. You couldn't trust yep. black people with guns in their view for a very long time, which is why they tried to take those guns away from people like, you know, Martin Luther King. Right. So wait a minute. Why didn't they trust blacks with guns? Because it's not like they just they're, they're crazy. They can't figure out how a gun works. Uh, they'll uh, take over everything. It was none of that. It was that it would empower blacks. They wouldn't be pushed around anymore. The reason why Martin Luther King, why, he was a gun owner, but he wanted a concealed carry permit. And the good old sheriff down there said, well, you know what, Mr. King, I think we'd do better if, uh, you know us, the white people here who are hosing your people down in the streets, we take care and protect you. For your own protection, Now, did he do that because, pardon me? It's for his own protection, of course. 
Exactly right. And that's what they said. And that's what they said. That, that, that is the history of blacks not owning guns. Always taken or prevented because these uppity blacks are going to, you know what they're going to do. They're just going to start telling us, thinking they can tell us what to do. That's what she's blaming on current Republicans. It's always Democrats. Yeah. Always well, let's, Democrats. Let's come up with a mythical gun control policy here. That's unconstitutional, but let's just entertain it anyway. How about a, a policy where... You know, people walking down the street, you just walk up to them and you just start searching them for guns with no reason just to do it on the street whenever you want to see if they happen to have guns. And if they do, then you can just prosecute the laws that already exist. There's a gun control policy that's obviously unconstitutional, uh, but you could theoretically implement and would get guns off the street and it would get illegal guns off the street. Well, that, that policy is called stop and frisk. And that policy was in place. In New York. And what, how did the Democrats react to that policy? They didn't seem to like it all that much. They seemed to think that due process was taken away largely from people of color. And in fact, all of these laws that they want to put in would hit that community much harder than it would, it would hit white kids in the suburbs so, who are depressed and playing video games. Let me see if I have this right. What you're saying is... Business as usual for the Democrats. <laughs> uh, back in just a second, let me tell you about Goldline. We live now in a society where a person can be reasonably expected to turn his neighbor in if that person shows some sign of being radical. Uh, wow. Does that sound just uh, kind of echo off the scariest walls of history? The ship of this nation is being captained through dark and very choppy waters by a man who wakes up in the morning and is like, where am I? You see the cliff ahead and it is the cliff of insanity. I don't need to mince words with you. I have talked to you about Goldline for a long time, but I hope you hear the urgency in my voice. Please prepare yourself for a very rough landing you got the summer, maybe fall. I don't personally think so, but I'm always wrong on timing. Please. This week, Goldline is offering a special incentive just to get started or add to your self-directed IRA, your 401k, thrift savings plan, Roth, traditional IRA, and so much more. You call them right now and find out how you can earn 6% in promotional medals just for being proactive and making a decision that matters today. Just for completing a self-directed IRA application, you're going to receive at no cost one of my brand new one-ounce silver Benjamin Franklin rounds delivered directly to you. Goldline, call them today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, I, uh, if you missed any of the show today, you've missed a lot. Please go and grab it at wherever you get your podcast. If you're a, a Blaze TV subscriber, you'll get it after the show, but it'll be posted this afternoon. And make sure that you get it. Um, we started the program uh, talking about the left and how they just have ignored the guy who tried to kill Kavanaugh. And he was trying to kill him over abortion 
and gun restrictions that he thought Kavanaugh would vote to loosen. Hmm. Alan Dershowitz was on. We talked about the January 6th show trials. Those are his words. It's a show trial. Nothing of value to see. He, however, uh, did call the January 6th prisoners political prisoners and told us, if you are going to watch, here's how you need to watch it. We talked about what's coming in your economy. And the CEO from the Pro-Life Pregnancy Center in Buffalo, New York, that was firebombed. This is the third firebombing of a pro-life uh, pregnancy center the third new york wisconsin and oregon he called this kristallnacht and i don't think it is yet but there are organizations on the left that are calling for the burning of these places on the day the final decision is released night of rage <sighs> yeah night of rage we have got to um Prepare ourselves spiritually, and uh, I, I need to start talking again about the badge of merit that George Washington used to um, issue. The badge of merit, he knew the only way we could defeat this the strongest army on earth was if we were people of merit, and and we did something good in the eyes of God. And so if it's rage, malice, uh, anger, violence— I don't think I don't think you're on God's side and we need to be on his side um, because honestly, he loves all of his children equally. He's on everybody's side. You just have to get onto his side and then things start to work. Um, I, I, I re- was really hesitant this weekend. Uh, Stu is actually coming to the art show. Um, I'm at I'm in Park City and I'm doing a. Um, an art show for my next collection, this year's collection. And I put two in that I felt so compelled to paint, but I was afraid I, 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 man, I have chewed on these over and over again, whether or not to release them because they're controversial. They're not meant to be. They are meant to be thought provoking. But if you go to uh, park city, fine art, I'll have to, well, I don't want to tweet these out. Uh, if you just go to park city, you will find uh, two uh, of these paintings that I did of Christ. And, you know, we always see these really soft, beautiful Christ pictures, and they're great. Um, But that's not where we're for sure going to find him. We're for sure going to find him in the places that we don't want to look in the places of great suffering. Uh, and so, you know, you're, you're going to find Christ uh, and his spirit and his protection in places, honestly, uh, like uh, um, Planned Parenthood. Uh, you're going to find him in places like uh, the concentration camps for the Uyghurs, you know, or the Mao Revolution. Uh, or, you know, people who are truly imprisoned and no one wants to look at it. Uh, so one of these is a, a painting of Christ during the Cultural Revolution where he's being humiliated and uh, beaten because, and this is actually based on a true story, uh, because you had to deny your lineage. You had to deny uh, that your parents were your parents' 
and disavow them because they were capitalist or they were, you know, intellectuals. And so they would um, hang a sign, son of, you know, intellectuals, son of capitalist, and they would humiliate you. So the first painting is is called In the Lowest of Places, and it is um, Christ standing in the public square being humiliated in in China. And his sign just says, Son of God in Mandarin. And then the other one that uh, I didn't talk to Stu before I released, so that might not have been the best idea. Um, but uh, the other one is uh, Christ in Auschwitz. And I know it'll be controversial for all kinds of reasons, and it shouldn't be. Jesus was a Jew. A lot of Christians are going to be surprised when he comes back and he's speaking Hebrew. Um, he is he is and was a Jew. Um, uh, and he was also a, um, a political prisoner. And so I base this painting off of... Um, a photograph of uh, a guy that was in Auschwitz that was just, it's horrifying. But um, I presented his patch authentically, the Star of David, and he has one purple triangle. Um, that means that he is uh, a religious dissident. Uh, wouldn't have said that, yeah, Hitler is, you know, Hitler's our new God. He wouldn't have said that. And the point of all of these is, if we turn our eyes and don't look at those things we just think are too horrible, we will A, never find God because he is always in those places, and two, it will only make things worse. We must start looking in hard places and being sources of comfort and love. Uh, I can't wait for the ADL to get their hands on that one. Uh, okay, let me tell you about um, real estate agents I trust. Real estate agents I trust right now. Have you ever gotten into a car with a real estate agent and you feel uncomfortable talking around them because you don't know if they're like Uber, Uber left? Uh, and I'm sure the people on the left have the same problem. You know, I'm buying a buying a house in Texas and I'm afraid to say anything about Joe Biden. Um, that's ridiculous. And now it's even worse because if you're with somebody you know, that's not necessarily, you know, cut from the same cloth that we are. You go in and you say, is this the master bedroom? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So what you're looking for in a real estate agent is somebody who has the best practice. Uh, they they use all of the all of the best ways to get people to look at your house. They have a great track record and there's somebody you can talk to and will listen to you. If you're looking for a great real estate agent, a free service to you, find them through realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com, a Glenn Beck company. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. Thank goodness, thank goodness that we have some mavericks in the Republican Party that had the common sense to vote for the Protecting Our Kids Act. 
Oh, because we have to protect our kids. We have to. And I don't even know what's in the act, but if it's about protecting our kids, I'm fine. Now, five Republicans broke from the Republicans in supporting the entire measure. Adam Kinzinger, uh, Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, Brian Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania, Chris Jacobs, New York, and Fred Upton in Michigan. Um, now, these guys are not seeking reelection this year. Hmm. And Jacobs bowed out of seeking another term last week after he came uh, under fire within the party for expressing support for his assault weapons ban, which I'd love to hear his case because we already had one and it didn't do anything, even in even in accordance and according to research that was done by the federal government. Uh, in addition to voting on the entire package, the House also held votes on each individual uh, provision. Uh, six of the seven provisions passed in largely party line votes with only a handful of Republicans joining the Democrats. The last provision, however, had widespread bipartisan support. It orders the attorney general to submit a report to congressional committees detailing individuals who could not purchase a firearm because they failed a background check. Um, Kinzinger, Fitzpatrick, and Jacobs supported all six provisions that Jordan recommended uh, the conference oppose. Uh, you had the bump stocks. That was probably the one that had the most Republicans. That passed 233 to 194, 13 Republicans. Uh, Mike Turner from Ohio, Catco from New York, Gonzalez, Ohio, Chris Jacobs, New York, uh, Nicole... Mac Maliotakis, I think, New York, Chris Smith, Maria Salazar, David Valedro or Valado, uh, California, Kevin Calvert or Ken Calvert and uh, David Joyce, Upton Jacobs Kinzinger. I can tell by the way you're, uh, and then the uh, last, you're, you're speaking their names that they've I had a huge them. impact in uh, in our debates over Un the past few years. <laughs> oh, yeah. they've. I love them. Yeah. The provision also calls for raising the minimum age. Uh, ten Republicans supported that. Turner, Katko, Upton, Gonzalez, Fitzpatrick, uh, Kinzinger, Jacobs, Maliotakis, and Smith and Salazar. Smith and Salazar. Doesn't that sound like a play? Uh, that's like a good steakhouse. <laughs> Come to Smith and Salazar. Salazar, be a, or a gun. I carry the uh, nine millimeter uh, Smith and Salazar. Anyway, so we uh, we know who is uh, with us and who is not. Yeah, well, you know, and, and look, it's it's uh, you're not. Some of these are not surprises. Some of them are not running. Some of them are in very yeah. purplish uh, leaning, maybe even blue districts. So there's no. Uh, there's no electoral consequences to these types of things for some of those people. And look, there are some of these things that even Republicans do tend to support uh, at some level. Uh, you know, like red flag mm -hmm. laws is somewhat split, even though I think it would be very dangerous and come sure. up with a, it's not really constitutional the way they want to do dangerous. it. It's, it's still yep. supported by some. And there's some, I mean, certainly there's some sense behind it in, in, a, in a raw sort of argument basis right like you can certainly understand why if someone has major mental issues or has a you know major problem sure. you can understand why you wouldn't want them to have a firearm but the the issue here is not necessarily these sort of common sense restrictions that they keep talking about they it this rhetoric 
is increasing constantly. And when you have the sort of rhetoric that we've included on Brett Kavanaugh, that not only is he about to uh, take away all of women's rights and he's going to implement Gilead from The Handmaid's Tale, but he is uh, also going to uh, give guns to all sorts of criminals with another ruling coming up in this session. And in addition, is a well-known serial rapist, right? That is, the, that is the rhetoric coming from the news media, from the left, of this guy's life over the past couple of years. A serial rapist wants to imprison and, uh, women and, of course, give guns to maniacs. So... You think with that sort of equation before the equal sign, what do you think comes after it? Is what we saw yesterday, that's what comes after it. Well, now, hey, can I can I interrupt and, and ask you, because I don't agree with the rhetoric um, necessarily doing anything unless your screws unloose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, because people will say Donald Trump's rhetoric. It led to no, no. If you have some loose screws, maybe. But here's what here's where I think it connects rhetoric with action they have bailed people out who have burned cities down they won't prosecute them they won't say hey don't go to kavanaugh's house they won't condemn it even now so when they when when they have when mom says yeah kids uh yeah you shouldn't do drugs and you're sitting there with a crack pipe (laughs) and mom then just says hey what are we gonna watch tonight you know mom's not gonna do anything about it Mom actually endorses this. Yeah, I think that's a big factor. And, and, and to be completely clear, the only person responsible for the attempted murder of Brett Kavanaugh is the man charged with attempted murder. That is, that is, that is our society and how it functions. Uh, you have to, you're responsible for your own actions. I will say that I think in this particular case that the person who leaked the Supreme Court ruling this is a feature, not a bug to that leak. This was not a, we keep, I keep hearing people talk about this like, oh man, well, you know, you, you start saying all this stuff and people are eventually going to go crazy and something like this might happen. That is a, is a, is a fair point to discuss. However, it's not really applicable here. The person who leaked this ruling, I believe, had intent for something like this to happen. Maybe not necessarily successfully, but something that would intimidate and scare these justices into changing their mind over what they what is obviously clear in the Constitution that Roe versus Wade is nonsense. And so I don't think it's just one of these separate things. I think this is one of those things where this was the intent of the leak. The, the intent of the leak was to make people like Brett Kavanaugh believe their family might be tortured in their home. That is essentially the intent of the leak, to intimidate them into changing their minds. And we've seen people come out and do all sorts of encouragement uh, over this. We saw uh, Lindsey Krauss, who's a, who's a uh, New York Times reporter, say that they should not only be protesting in front of the houses of the Supreme Court justices, but going to find them at their country clubs when they're there. Uh, we saw here we have Jen Psaki who seemingly, I mean, now she's saying it's peaceful, but she seemingly is encouraging the protesting, at least, in front of these people's homes. Listen. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about I guess. Uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, mm. and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. Encouraging it. Uh, and, of course, it gets worse when you talk about Chuck Schumer. This is from March 4th, 2020. Uh, not talking about the specific abortion ruling. It was a little bit before that. But listen to this. Listen to this rhetoric. This is, again, 
doesn't make you responsible for some crazy person taking action, but it certainly isn't helping either. Listen. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Mm. Mm. You won't mm. know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. It's a heck of a lot further than targeting a district on a map, uh, which was the entire argument of the left back in the day when it came to shootings. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine, and I hate to do this because I'm so sick of it, but can you imagine if that was a pro-life person with a gun uh, going to Kagan's house? Can you imagine what the media would be doing and what Congress would be doing? It would be the lead story maybe for the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And it's not, not only is it not the lead story, We went through the headlines a little bit earlier on the program. I had to scroll through eight pages of headlines in the New York Times to get to the story. And if you think that's bad, give CNN.com a try. You'll never get there. It is nowhere on their site, at least as of about an hour ago, nowhere on their site did they talk about an attempted murder charge against a sitting Supreme Court justice in the middle of the biggest Supreme Court session we've seen probably in our lifetimes. And, you know, they don't even think it's worth covering. Not even the same 24-hour period in which it occurred. This is not saying, okay, three weeks ago this happened and they're not covering the details and the updates. This had just happened. They have no interest. This is the one type of gun violence they might just be okay with. And that's really terrifying. Thank you, Pat. Or I mean, uh, Stu, um, you know, I, I saw your um, piece on rhetoric last night where you covered a lot of this on the Stu show. If you haven't watched the Stu show, you should. It's really good. Um, I don't like to encourage it because it goes to his head. Uh, and uh, but it's a it's a really good show. And uh, make sure you watch it every day um, at uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. 8 p.m. Right? Eastern. 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's, uh, it's Stu Does oh, America okay. is the name of the show, if in case you wanted to search for it in, in any of the, uh, the podcast app or maybe on oh, YouTube. The name of the show. Stu Does America. Uh, it's 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze <sighs> TV. This is why I don't ever bring it if up. If you're a subscriber. It just keeps going. And use the going code Glenn to save 10 bucks. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of ways to get there. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Stu, for that update. That's been fabulous. <laughs> um, let me tell you about Life LifeLock. Nothing I like better than having to start over and rebuild my identity from the ground up. You know, there's nothing better. Somebody comes in and takes your identity, steals it. I mean, wrecks your credit, wrecks everything. Oh, that is, that's great. Or not. Uh, I actually prefer to keep my name intact. Um, it's important to understand cybercrime and identity theft, and it is going to affect all of us. It will. We put everything out online on the Internet, and that's where LifeLock comes in. They can't catch everything. They can't monitor everything, but they can do it better than you can on your own. And here's where the uh, rubber really meets the road. If you do become a victim, 
Their restoration specialists will work with you to help fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Hey, it was good to see Joe Biden yesterday just uh, hop up those stairs to Air Force One. Remember, last time he fell down the stairs, it was because it was so windy. Uh, here he is uh, trying to go up the stairs yesterday of Air Force One. Bad night for some of the progressive candidates and saying that states and localities should be spending well. the money that he has allocated to invest in police departments and training of police yeah. officers. It appears as though uh, so the it wasn't president as bad did have as a the, slight uh, trip there. The first time. Yeah, slight trip. Um, <clears throat> now, he he flew out because he was going to be a you know part of the uh, the Council of the Americas uh, that America, you know, the United States, you know, calls from time to time. And all the leaders from all over South America, North America, all gather together. Well, like half of them that are like, meet with Joe Biden. Why would I meet with Joe Biden? So he's really got nothing going for him there. Everybody respects us so much now. Thank you, Democrats. Um, and uh, so he decided, you know, I might as well pop into a tough journalist and uh, answer some questions. So he went on uh, on Kimmel. Let's start with uh, 17, please. Cut 17. Oh, I'm serious. You turn on the TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw biracial couples on TV? When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. They do ads to sell products. And they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is going to change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. Um, now, maybe... Maybe it was in a different parallel universe that looked like this country, but I think uh, there were biracial couples on TV in the Jeffersons and all in the family. Uh, I don't know if you, I love Lucy biracial couple. Uh, does that make sense to anybody? I love that. He is so out of touch. Here he is on green energy. Cut 19. Well, on climate change, we've actually made some real moves. I mean, we have we have, you know, one in seven of the, all the changes that have taken place in terms of solar, wind and and, and, and wind pumps. And I mean, uh, pumps and like uh, have occurred in the last 18 months. We've moved and there's an opportunity with the process we have dealing with energy to be able to gradually move more rapidly than we have been to alternatives. For example, electric vehicles. Jimmy, when I got elected, I, you know, I've pushed electric vehicles for the last, I don't know, God knows how long. Mm -hmm. Good sentence. Uh, but now everybody's going to have to buy one. Now, CNBC uh, actually talked to the, uh, the White House spokesperson, Brian Deese, about oil. Here he is talking about oil with CNBC. Listen to this. 
You really don't think that that ESG uh, or uh, you know trying to, to defund projects or, or the the chill that it sort of cast in the last couple of years on the fossil fuel industry, you don't think that's had any effect on uh, on how much we've been been producing? It hasn't because that was the the state like of intention, as of you it. said. When when it was working, everybody was taking credit for it. Ro Khanna at one point said, "Look how much they've cut back on fossil fuel production in Europe. Why can't we get the same type of cuts here?" I mean, it just seems like now now you're, the the the. The left is in denial that there's been any pressure to leave fossil fuels in the ground. Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing the administration has done uh, has affected the price of oil. It's all that. Man, if it wasn't for Vladimir Putin and that dog and those teenagers, those nosy teenagers in the mystery van, we could have gotten away with low gas prices. Oh! Oh! 